What the hell? What the hell? What the hell is up? What the? Hi, my name is Claire and I'm here to chat with artists, creators, and inspired folks about passion and their visions for success on an earth that's melting. We'll talk about identity, creativity, community, and how art can cultivate healing and change. Along the way, you'll hear music from rising indie artists. I believe the art is meant to connect us. When we listen, respond, and create, we connect and have the power to make change, even while living on this chaotic earth. So what the hell is up with you? Hello, stars. What the hell is up? While I'm writing this intro, we continue in autumn in the Northern Hemisphere, seemingly at a crossroads where we can continue to ignore the oppressed and marginalized, or we can do something different than before, alchemizing our agency, reflection, and trust in each other to reject the pull of our egos, instead choosing something higher. Several months ago, I invited fairies into my life. Fairies can be mischievous, troublemakers in the best way. Today, I'm overjoyed to share conversation with a real-life fairy, any Owl. Any Owl is a folk, pop, LA-based musician creating spells through songs, with sweet, enchanting vocals that invite introspection, magic, and healing. Any's aim is to create music as magic. Her recent project, Homes and Humans, may have emerged into the world on November 3rd, but these songs were capable of creating magic since the darkness of lockdown in 2020. Reflecting on themes of healing, love, community, and nature, any crafts a magical world to step into and experience a sense of adventure and empowerment from. I'm very excited to be sharing songs from the album and to be asking any, what the hell is up? just came out <laughs> yes what else is the what else was i meant to answer in that how part your, how's your day? oh how is my day um today's been good i'm having some tea with you and the pumpkin loaf was delicious um yeah it's been a chill day that's so great Thanks for thanks for coming over and thanks for being willing to share today on the podcast. Um, to start, can you introduce yourself? Tell our listeners where you're from, where you find yourself now, um, and how do you define who you are in the world? Um, my name is Annie Owl. I am from London. I. I'm queer, I'm femme, I'm a fairy witch, <laughs> and uh, oh, I live in Los Angeles. 
Sweet. Yeah. Um, I remember that we kind of first connected at the Nicolette music video release, and we were talking about both being witches um, into fairy magic. And I feel that this is like a big part of your your music and what you bring into the world overall. Um, can you talk a little bit about like what started your interest in magic and how fairies have played into what you're creating? So I feel like my most, my earliest memory of feeling magic was probably when I was little and would pick up dandelions. I think it's dandelions, not daffodils. The ones that you blow and, <laughs> and you make a wish. Um, so that was when I felt magic in my life as a child. And I also, at one point, I think because of the Tinkerbell movies actually, but they would say that when you blow a dandelion or when you laugh, the things that come out of it turn into fairies. So I would blow them and think that I was gonna see fairies. <laughs> um, but yeah, that started like my interest in that. And I think I've always been, as I've been connecting with nature more and more as I've grown up, that continued my interest of magic. And so I've been incorporating that into my music as well. Yeah, I remember discerning and talking about how nature is like a really big part of your songwriting process and and your magic your magic too um do you have any specific practices that have gone into your songwriting or how you craft music with kind of like your magic infused when i'm feeling ready to create a song i like to go outside be in the grass barefoot and listen to the sounds that nature is making. And that sort of inspires the songwriting process. And through being in nature, I start to hear certain melodies and like calls or chants. And then that kind of creates the song, if that makes any sense. Yeah, so nature has a really influential role in helping you craft songs and then so the other part of it was sort of like what magic what magical practices maybe do you infuse into your your art or even like does the songwriting itself feel like a magical process in some way um and I guess on top of that, like, is there a spiritual component there? Or do you see magic as something a little bit different? Because knowing you, um, we talked a little bit about how, like, both coming from religious backgrounds, which, like, we see in the Alina music video. <laughs> and then sort of, like, breaking out of that into, like, a witchy path. Um, is there still a spirituality to that for you? And, like, if so, how do you... How do you harness that? I definitely think that magic is spiritual because I think what drew me to witchcraft is the fact that it's a nature-based practice. So it still feels like, yeah, it's a connection to the spirit and like to the divine. 
The connection with my music and my spirituality and magic is sort of that I want the way nature and magic heals me and the way I use it in my day-to-day life. I want to infuse that into my music and sort of almost like when you're listening to my music, it feels like a spell that you can, that you feel healed through it. So I feel like the songwriting process is magical in itself. Yeah, I definitely feel that, um, especially in this album that we're going to be talking about, Homes and Humans. Um, it feels that there's an intent for healing in some way through magic or through like a spiritual modality, which I feel like is really open-ended for different people, depending on maybe how they connect to that sort of like energy or presence. So I think the intent for healing and the connection to nature, I feel like, yeah, is kind of the magic and spirituality of it, just beautiful. Um, Do you have like a favorite place in nature that you draw inspiration from? If I go somewhere and I know that there's water, I wanna be near the river, because I feel like water is very healing. I like being near specific trees. Um, Or, if I sometimes, um, I feel like I like to follow where the butterflies lead me. Like when you go to a park and you see a butterfly and it's flying a certain direction, I feel like that's purposeful and it's taking you somewhere that you can, I guess, find some inner peace for yourself. And then that's where I'll probably go and sit Sometimes it takes you right to a specific tree as well. Have you ever followed a butterfly before? (laughs) I don't think I have. I feel like they flit so quickly. If you were to follow one, you have to be, you have to be quick. actually within within the album that that show up are there any songs that have felt or any musicians or songs that feel like magical to you as the recipient of the magic so i'm gonna bring up disney (laughs) um have you watched frozen so you know the opening song the na 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 hey na the opening credits Um, So that has always felt magical to me. And I tried to look up the meaning of it, but apparently it's just a Nordic chant. Um, But yeah, I just know that when I first watched the movie and I heard that in the beginning of the song, it felt, to me, it felt like the beginning of a spell, like when you're preparing like when you're calling on your ancestors or the spirits before you start, um, before you start the spell. And so, but I know it's weird that it's, it's Frozen. <laughs> it's a Disney movie. 
Um, but that song sounds really magical and I have it on one of my playlists that I listen to. <laughs> yeah. Have you also heard the one from Frozen 2 with uh, Into the Unknown? That one is, I feel like that song has been a song to reignite my sense of magic, like coming into Los Angeles, feeling like it's like I'm being called into the unknown and I don't know why, because the voices and everything, um, they, they definitely did something there. Um, so I'm so glad that you like followed up because I was like, is it going to be weird to bring up a Disney movie? But yeah, Into the Unknown as well. I think that, well, I guess Disney does talk about magic a lot, so it's not strange. But yeah, Into the Unknown and even the, what was it? There was like a call because the the forest was calling her. Yes. That was so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that that song and like Frozen 2 especially, I feel like Elsa's journey is kind of similar to what we were talking about earlier with sort of an artist calling where it's like she has this sense of there's this voice and I have to follow it and I have these skills and gifts but they're kind of scary and they make me feel like a little bit unstable but I also have to follow it. What does this mean? Um, It draws her into the unknown even though she's sort of like a shy person. She has like these gifts and powers that have to be expressed and they have to be harnessed. Otherwise, she's kind of dangerous almost. Um, I don't know if I made that connection as clearly as I did just now. That's so cool. I never thought about that. But that is, have we just done a (laughs) deep dive on Frozen? (laughs) That's the artist's life. The introverted artist life, I guess. Yeah, you feel a calling. You just have to keep going even though you're afraid because you feel like it's what you're meant to do. Which, yeah, that's where the magic lies. Get some rest. Close your eyes before you. I think a lot of the times when I talk to songwriters, many people have, I think, who write music, write it for their own healing um, because they're responding to a situation that is painful or confusing. But in Homes and Humans, it feels a little bit different to me because each of these songs is maybe dedicated to a person. Um, and all of them, I think maybe more so the first half, are like specifically about healing. And um, so, and I'm sure there must have been your own healing that went into that too. But did you enter, can you talk about like that process of starting these songs as 
a way to help other people heal? Yeah, I think so. I started these, I started these songs in lockdown and it was a hard time for everybody. And I was trying to find a way to connect with my audience and to still feel like I was scratching that creative itch. And so I just thought, yeah, I would ask people how they were and sing little songs for them. Um, there's actually loads of songs that I, loads of short songs that I have written and then I just picked some of them for the album. But yeah, I just thought, wouldn't it be nice if I could make someone's day just by singing them a song? Because <laughs> um, there's not much that we could do and I know that everybody was hurting, so. Yeah, it honestly just felt like a nice thing I could do that was within my power. Yeah. Um, do you remember much about your experience in lockdown? Like, were you were you working um, at home or how how was like what was your circumstance like for you to be able to be creating songs for other people, which is like really generous and so amazing of you to carve out space to do that and it must have been such an encouragement to the the people the people who heard them so yeah what kind of position were you in during isolation um thank you I hope it was encouraging I so I was working a job and then then we got sent home to work from home first and then they were like never mind we can't afford <laughs> to keep you guys <laughs> So then we all got let go. Um, so yeah, I think I just really wasn't doing anything <laughs> and creatively wasn't feeling inspired. And because I like telling stories, yeah, that also made me think, let me hear what how everyone else is doing and write for them. That's, that's really cool. Sorry to hear about the job let go. Um, <laughs> but it seems like here we are. We got through it, so that's good. <laughs> and now you have this this album to look forward to. But yeah, so for each of these songs, like, did folks mention a situation that they were in that you crafted the song in response to? Or how did each name get connected with each story? Some people just sent me, like, a word. Like, Nicolette just said, tired. And my name is Nicolette and I'm tired. Some people sent me how they were, like a sentence and then also DM'd me a little bit about how they were feeling. So most of the time I was just going off a word, a line, or just, I guess just my intuition really. And I would look at their profile picture as well when I was writing the songs. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. So then were they mostly people you knew or were some... Was it a mix of like friends versus internet audience fans, I should say, sorry. <laughs> yes, it, it was a mix of people I knew. So like it was friends and then yeah, listeners and fans. That's really special. I feel like these songs really were spells for people to have your sense of intuition guide the story that emerged. Like how exciting for them to hear it. They must have been elated. Don't go running if you feel 
into talking about like each of these songs and I when I was listening like noticed how to me it feels like a whole adventure that you sort of go on like and I think the listener can feel like they're being spoken to in a way or that there's maybe like a, a hero in the story who's going on a quest and at the beginning they're sort of like responding to this call of like are they going to go on the quest um and then a quest ensues and it seems that the quest involves healing and also taking on life in different forms Gerald begins this quest with a soft introduction. Along with Gerald, we feel invited into a space of private introspection and intrigue as the music feels sweet. Annie's voice builds as Gerald's call becomes more compelling. A minimal rhythmic drum beats in the background then invites a sweeter woodwind sound and a lighter strumming guitar enters. It seems that Gerald is invited to go away for the sake of healing, healing at the root of ancestral trauma. Um, it was like healing ancestral trauma. <laughs> And I was calling for him to listen to his ancestors and hear their stories, but to not carry them with him, to like break free from generational curses and while also being proud of where he came from. Yeah, I, I could see how maybe the the quest would begin in such a way of looking at those intergenerational wounds, which inform so much of what happens in our life. Um, I feel strongly that our healing journey has to face those things. Um, is this something you've always known or have you thought about this? Um, like this idea of healing intergenerational trauma, like, quite a lot or was this something more that was newer as you were crafting the song I definitely thought about it more while I was writing the song because um, I started to think about how there are certain behaviors that I do that are probably based on things that are passed down and so I was thinking a lot about the idea the idea of how to understand the things I was taught but not have to carry them with me if they don't serve me and so for this song I was like how do I translate that aspect of it as the beginning song is just is really perfect um 
especially too, I feel, I know for myself, like during lockdown, I was being, it was a time of deep thought about my own, my own baggage. Eh, I shouldn't say baggage. Um, (laughs) um, the things I carry in life on account of my ancestors and my place in, on the earth, like as a white woman and as a person who wants to create art and my, you know, the things my family deals with, like all of those things, I think were just in context in a very highlighted way during that time period. You couldn't really not think about it, especially if you were like a artistic, spiritual person. Like it was so, those thoughts were just so present. And I don't, I know it's nice to hear a song that um, acknowledges that because I don't feel that it's incredibly common in, Music. After Gerald, we are introduced to Femi. In Femi, we begin with words from the Yoruba language, one of three main languages of Nigeria. The drums build throughout the song, leading Femi on a journey with animal protectors supporting her. We feel the sense that she has embarked on a quest, but one that may require mindfulness and protection. I also noticed that Femi is the only song directed toward a child. So Femi is my little cousin, and last time I saw her, she was quite little. I think now she's a teenager, but when I saw that she responded to my prompt online, I immediately just saw little her. She said that she was feeling determined and I wanted to write something that made her hold on to that. Um, And so that's why I was like, oh, it'd be cool to tap into my ancestry a little bit and learn about African mythology so I could base the song around that. Um, I also, there was like a folk tale that my mom told me when I was little. Um, so I looked up the folktale and I was like, how can I write a song that's inspired by, yeah, African folklore and talk about a child on her journey to finding her inner strength? I love that. That's so neat. It sort of took you into a whole world of exploration, um, and even connected to your own childhood with with your mom and the folktale. Yeah, some of there's a lot of animals mentioned in the song. I um, kind of looked up. These flies are crazy in here. <laughs> I'm hoping they're like my guardian angels or something. So they're you know they they're, just, they're here with us as we talk about animals and spirits. Um, <laughs> So the elephant and the ants are part of the folk tale. The eagle just came to my head when I was saying 
when I was just singing in the studio, I was like, there's an eagle. <laughs> um, but yeah, the ants are supposed to be like a reminder that even when you're small, you can carry big things, which is why I loved that imagery because Femi is like a little child, but she holds so much power. Um, and then the elephant is a big anim animal that was you know, is very strong, but because it wasn't following its intuition, it got trapped by some of the other creatures in the forest. So the lesson of that folk tale is that you should always listen to your intuition and keep um, going on your path that has been set out to you by your ancestors. Yeah, that's really inspiring because it, the song really does give, give me the sense of Okay, with a little bit of focus and determination, even ants can carry very heavy things in comparison to their body weight. <laughs> um, that's really, really lovely. And the music video, too, is so, so beautiful. Um, Femi is kind of being christened in a way, maybe by... Can you talk about some of the the role of the different dancers in the video and what they did for Femi yeah so I I looked up you know how like every all of folklore has different types of magical beings so in Yoruba folklore there are these goddesses called Orishas so like there's like a water spirit and a river spirit and so I I planned the video in a way that was like she was meeting all the different, I mean, there's like, I think hundreds, but I only showed like five. <laughs> but yeah, I made it in a way that's like she comes into the spiritual realm and she's she meets the key holder who lets her in and then she starts giving them offerings so she can meet the next one and some of them give her, they give her power. One of them gave her a spell book, if I remember getting my own video <laughs> um but yeah that was cool to learn about because then I got to learn about the magic within my own ancestry that's really lovely yeah there's there's so much there and it's kind of like a it's cool how it was an opportunity for you to learn about your own connection to that part of your magic spend the summer swimming and paddling canoes through the warm days and way past sunset. As I grew a bit older, sitting by the lake became a refuge, a quiet, calm place that offered a divine, protective peace when life got chaotic. Listening to Shannon, I could feel the healing quality of water in the floaty guitar and piano melodies, holding Annie's soft, soothing voice. So Shannon was one of the people I didn't know but I went to school in Ireland and we learned about the River Shannon. <laughs> yeah, so when I saw her name and her prompt was that she's floating away and healing, 
I was like, I have to sing about the River Shan. <laughs> so I think that's what inspired all the water. And also, I like singing about water. <laughs> Being near water is just like the most refreshing thing possible for healing and introspection. <laughs> Slight tangent. Did we also already talk about like, what are your big three astrologically? Oh, not yet. Is that an intro thing? Um... I don't always talk about it, but it just feels relevant right now. <laughs> and also, I'm kind of surprised we haven't mentioned it yet. I am an Aquarius sun, a Virgo moon, and a Libra rising. Yes, that is such an amazing combination. But I see how like being an outward artist with those three placements would be challenging. Feeling like a more shy person or like feeling more of like an inward person with those placements feel makes some sense <laughs> my moon and rising are in Aquarius and my sun is in Leo but many people feel surprised by that because it's not I think my Aquarius side feels more prominent to me usually so because the Aquarius is like, you know, I think of it as being introspective and maybe a little bit too much in my head sometimes. <laughs> Can you relate to that? Yeah, I'm always in my head. And then I have a Virgo moon, so that makes it worse because then I overthink. So I'm in my head overthinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like actually making things is how you materialize you know that thoughtfulness which it would only materialize if you had spent the time thinking that thinking is a good thing i i believe <laughs> of a shift when we get into Nicolette because Nicolette I just feel like she is out there there is a battle to be won and she has to rise to the occasion almost um, Nicolette to know that when you take a second and get some rest you will you can find the bravery within yourself to keep going because you are really strong despite how defeated you feel right now yeah that's that's evident in the song and video do you if you care to share do you have any particular experiences that you could relate to Nicolette I would say finishing my album, <laughs> I felt like Nicolette because 
I think when you start a project as big as like an album, you forget it's like exciting as a creative to start it. And then you forget that you have that's a really big project. And sometimes it how do I explain it? <laughs> I mean, starting any project is fun in the beginning and it's still fun when it's all done. I think you just need to keep motivating yourself to finish it. Mm -hmm. And so I think I had to remind myself when I felt defeated sometimes like, hey, you're talented, keep going. Like, hey, people do wanna hear your music. Um, don't let this setback stop you. Like maybe take today off and then tomorrow go to the studio. <laughs> Yeah, and I would imagine like with a project as full as this one is that you have also a lot of people involved too who are part of it. Um, it I could imagine how that would add more pressure to like deliver. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I feel like that kind of enters into my thoughts about Joyce because in Joyce, like I got the sense that she's not meant to be alone in that journey. Mm -hmm. Like where Nicolette was being, you know, encouraged and inspired that she's capable to do something, even if she doesn't think she could. Like, I feel like Joyce is like being shown that, yeah, she's not in it alone, that she can like lean on other people. exactly was exactly my intention um Joyce is super hyper independent so I wanted her to be like more willing to let people in um specifically for her is that she was feeling like a stepping stone and so she, she wanted to just be used to that and just continue to do things on her own and let people use her and leave and so that song was really like me telling her to open her heart and let others in to help her. That can be so hard. <laughs> <laughs> have you, have you ever been in those moments where you felt like you had to be alone in something, but then maybe you were shown otherwise? Yes. Again, with the album, I, I think that when I was creating it, I allowed myself to ask for help more when things got overwhelming. And that helped me realize that there is a strength in asking for help. Yes, there definitely is. Yeah, it can, I feel like it brings more meaning, honestly, to experiences once we do allow others in to help us in the vulnerable moments. How has your community been supportive to you as like an artist here in LA? Having community has been so nice because um, it's just kept me going and encouraged me because sometimes when you're 
in your head, as Aquarius can be, <laughs> um, you just, you know, the negative thought patterns can start and you do need like your community to pull you out and remind you wh why you started and that everything you're doing is worth it. And so, yeah, it's just been, it's been really helpful and I feel really lucky. I really believe that art is about community even when we have solo projects or I don't know, we want to make this one thing. I just feel like different people offer different strengths and it allows us to help each other offer things maybe that we don't naturally have or offer things we have and receive maybe from others things that we don't naturally have as much of. Um, I think about that quite a lot, actually, because I think community is like the point. And I think well-functioning communities give us space to be ourselves and to get to be in your head and create art. So it's I'm glad that you found that here because, you know, having a nourished sense of community allows you to keep going. <laughs> have the honor of being part of the Alina music video and my sister and I you know we helped choreograph for it and it was so much fun being out there at that park in Malibu dancing in the dirt and um, sharing in this story about like breaking out of religious trauma in order to like gain joy and liberation how did you have like the courage to step out of old frameworks into something more liberated, like a witch, a gay, a gay coven? <laughs> I love that we talked about community already because that's probably what made it easier is knowing that there's something safer that there's already something safe waiting on the other side of this. So I think that that's what helps is when you, build a community so then when you step away from what you've known your whole life you can have encouragement from friends being like hey don't worry no you're not going to hell <laughs> um but yeah just having nice people around me and also it started gradually I would say just noticing the places where I felt the least amount of anxiety what gave me joy and seeing that everyone around me was happy and nobody's harming anyone. <laughs> and the only thing that was harming me were the people who were telling me that what they were doing was right. 
So I guess just like taking a step back and looking at what is bringing me peace. (laughs) Sounds like you were able to listen more closely to what authentically gave you that joy and peace and move closer to that instead. But I think I'm still discovering like what is community like look like in a holistic way, kind of outside of religion sometimes. Because I think religion specifically like Christianity has still informed maybe the way I kind of go about community in some ways. Yeah. Even though it's not something I like subscribe to as much, I guess some of the, some of the like guiding, some of the guiding principles, not all are kind of about serving others and humbling yourself enough to see that Sometimes someone else's needs are more important than yours, like, or someone looking toward someone else that you can offer something to is how we all exist and, like, thrive in well-functioning Christian circles. Like, I think this is what Jesus designed, like, you know, in the Bible, but it's been interpreted in in a far different way, especially in white Christianity here in America. <laughs> yeah, but I've, I've found that through this podcast, I tend to come across a lot of people I'm drawn to who also came from church backgrounds. I mean, I think humans naturally want to make meaning in community together. taking things from Christianity and using them in a positive way. (laughs) And yeah, it kind of reminds me of what we said earlier where, you know, there's things that are passed down to us, but we don't have to take all of that along with us on the journey. I think witchcraft is like a really awesome like lens to incorporate because it's so free. You can have like, you can look into your own ancestry and pull spirituality from that and you can kind of craft things to just feel what is joyful and powerful for yourself rather than any specific scripted thing and this this album is an album for witches I feel (laughs) so the next song is Libby and it's shorter um a different tone than the others to me it feels like a lullaby I love that you said lullaby because that's exactly what I said when I went in to record it. I was like, this one needs to be like a lullaby because I feel like she needed to listen to her inner child. She was trying to make a decision in her life during lockdown and 
I wanted her to remember to be playful and to listen to her intuition. That's nice. Oh, yeah. Okay, after Libby, Greta Faith is next. And this one is like after the sweet kind of calming ode of Libby, it's very empowering. And there's kind of, I don't know if it's like a clapping sound in the background. Um, There's a rhythm to it. And it kind of feels, yeah, it feels like a chant. It feels like just like a very empowerment driven song and it's asking her to like step outside of how patriarchy is maybe making her small that's kind of what it means hold your head in the clouds and walk to the sea you're a vision of hope of you son you shall be picking up on what all the songs were about it makes me so happy um she was saying that she was feeling very stuck and wasn't feeling free to make a decision and so yeah I I essentially wanted her to step outside of a box that it sounded like someone else was putting her in and just kind of not think too seriously about any decision she needed to make and just run into what scares her because that's where she's going to find her true joy. Damn. (laughs) Can I get one of these songs? (laughs) It's just like so powerful sounding for her. Um, Like I think in this song, it feels a little bit more... I don't want to say demanding, but I think there's a little bit more of an assertiveness toward her where it feels like your voice and the musicality is like kind of like, okay, like this is what you have to do. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) Don't step down. Don't back down. Like, don't be small. Kind of like have the faith that's in your name. Oh, and then isn't there also some biblical kind of wording in there (laughs) can you talk about that I think actually a few of the other songs have a few nods to speaking of Christian themes yeah I think that it's been kind of fun to play with that because a lot of scriptures were used as like like to scare me and now I'm sort of playing with it in my lyrics but for this song specifically I used the scripture in a, I guess in a positive, but in a positive way, but I'm not like preaching because <laughs> I talk about the, yeah, the valley of the shadow of death because I, I feel like she's scared of something. So I'm like, that's a scary like imagery. And I'm just saying, just walk through it. Like, don't be scared. 
But I'm saying it in a, in a more of a sense that she has the power to walk through it on her own. And it is, yeah, quite demanding. I'm like, just get up and do it. Just <laughs> Sometimes we need somebody who can tell us that to actually believe it. What's the matter, my dear? is like more of a heartbreak song and it made me feel like well if you open yourself up to liberation and you open yourself up to healing and looking at the deepest parts of yourself to emerge as your true self it's amazing but it also opens you up perhaps to deeper heartbreak because you're not playing it safe anymore yeah, but I also did think it was interesting to end the album like this. So can you can you talk about the song? So Zev is kind of supposed to be a way of setting someone free to heal. So it's also still about healing, but healing from heartbreak. But I guess I'm in both parties, but because it's about Zev in particular, I can say that they weren't healed from a previous relationship. <laughs> so it's kind of like trying to date someone who hasn't allowed themselves to heal. So you now have to heal from them not healing. <laughs> I, I know it. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> um, but to end the album that way, I know it, it did feel strange to be like, should this be the last song? But it felt like it, it just felt right to be the end of the album. So I, I like how you've said, yeah, when you go through all the healing in life and opening yourself up and being brave and being strong, you're still human and you're going to experience heartbreak. <laughs> Alas, it is true. It is so true. talked a little bit about how it was to create these songs for people did any of them feel more personal to you and um how does it feel now to be putting them out like into the ether um they all became more personal when I recorded them 
because uh, the only one that's super like about me, I guess, would be Zev, because I'm like singing to a to a past person. But all the other songs, I was like singing songs for them. Well, I guess Zev is the same too. <laughs> but something about recording them in the studio and re making the songs bigger, I started to feel like I was the person I was writing to. Because with Nicolette, I was like, yeah, I need to be brave as well. And like, um, yeah, Greta Faith, sometimes I have to yell at myself <laughs> to just carry on. And yeah, and they all, I related to all of them, even though they weren't fully my stories. But I think I put some pieces of myself in them. And I'm hoping that as I put them out as well, people will listen and find that they can relate in their own way. Yes, and I would imagine as you go on, they'll continue to like offer you new sources of inspiration as you need it, which is really such a beautiful thing to have. Would you say that, so I know that I feel like your music is kind of like folk pop, mm -hmm. but is there also like some inspiration from like Celtic music? So where did that come from in your story? Well, so I went to high school in Dublin <laughs> and my music teacher was really obsessed with Celtic music and he used to play it to us all the time. And I didn't know how much of an influence that was to my music until I started getting those comments of like, are you inspired by Celtic music? And then I, I started to think about it more and I was like, wow, I guess you know, my teacher <laughs> playing us all these Irish songs um, really did inspire the way I sing and the stuff I write sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it definitely sounds that way. You seemed surprised when I said like folk pop. Does that feel real or does that feel like maybe not what you would expect as a reflection of the genre, which genres are just so fluid? And I feel like sometimes I'm just, I once Googled like a list of genres in music. There are so many, there's like hundreds. And some of them are so niche. Like there was some kind of like electronic witch music. No, I think I, it's not that I'm surprised because yeah, I started out as just like indie folk, just me and my guitar on my own. It's because I haven't taken a second to even think what, this album genre is like I know that I'm inspired by folk music yeah and Celtic music and there's a lot of pop influence because I'm making my music bigger so sometimes I'm having a bit of an existential crisis because I'm like so what what is what do I fit in then now that I'm just drawing inspiration from different things I don't even know what my album is is going to be under on Spotify <laughs> I think it's good that you haven't been overly concerned about placing yourself in a category because, yeah, I, I think letting it emerge just naturally is makes it so authentic to you and the right people will really resonate with it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely magical sounding, so maybe it's magic core. <laughs> Fairy pop. <laughs> Can we start a new genre called fairy pop? 
I had another fairy on the podcast, so her music would go in there too. Okay, cool. So they exist. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, speaking of being authentic to your own sound, the theme of this season of the podcast is about roots and being rooted. So I have been asking people, like, how do they stay rooted in their artistic identity? And how do you how do you stay rooted in being any and in the art that you make? When there's just so many distractions, I think, to kind of get in the way of that. I feel like witchcraft taught me a lot about mindfulness and that's been keeping me rooted. Um, I guess doing things as simple as having a day where I remember things that I'm grateful for or going, um, take pausing at each season, doing something that is seasonal so that I can bring myself back to earth. Because when you're an artist, you're always thinking months and months ahead and you forget where you are and you can just start floating. <laughs> so that keeps me rooted in myself. And then with music, I think it helps when other people say nice things. <laughs> like, it really brings me back to earth like wow this was really cool what you made and I'm like you're right that was really cool <laughs> thank you so that really helps too yeah it kind of comes back to the community aspect too of staying rooted with people who can tell you things that you don't see about yourself which can be helpful for us floaty Aquarians <laughs> well what the hell is up next for you, what are you excited about? What are you dreaming of Like after the release of this album? I'm excited to take everything I've made in the studio and bring it to live performances. I've started practicing with my band, so I'm excited to see what it feels like as an audience receives my music, like in real time. I'm also going to be making a video for each song. So there's like six more videos on the way. <laughs> and I'm really excited about that. And what am I dreaming of? Uh, I'm hoping that I can reach more people heal, and heal more people. And I hope that everyone enjoys the spells as they listen to the album. <laughs> So mode it be. <laughs> yes, I think that they will. Um, well, is there anything else you'd like to share with our What the Hell is Up listeners before we close this, this recording? <laughs> thank you for having me. And thank you, everyone, for listening to my music. It means so much to me. Yes. Yeah, well, thank you for sharing about the music. And thanks for making it. Um, and I'm just so excited to, to keep listening and, and hearing what, what you create. So it'll be lovely.
album Homes in Humans. Any will be playing at Junior High in LA on December 16th, opening for Night Jars. Check the podcast notes for links to her music. You will be sure to experience much more magic that way. If you enjoyed listening to the podcast episode, please kindly share with someone who you think might like it. My podcast logo is by Callan Moore. My intro music is by Afterspace. My rooted music is by Matthew Borner. My new promo videos were filmed by the lovely and generous Taylor Balfour with music by Matthew Borner. Oh, and my podcast is currently running on Couplet Coffee, whose link you can also find in the pod notes. Listening credits go to you, Star. Thank you for lending your ear to listen here. This has been What the Hell is Up.